Hello, all you people out there. I say I may be crazy, but I don't call out to dead people to come forward. <laughs> Unless I'm doing a paranormal investigation, of course, then it's perfectly normal. <laughs> but Joe Biden, I mean, this guy's embarrassing to, to his family. I think that they, he's in his twilight years, man, and, and it's just, you know, it's a clown show. Unfortunately, he's he's running the government, which is not good for us, but a clown show nonetheless. So I look at it this way. We're all screwed no matter what. No matter what. You wake up every day, you know you're screwed no matter what. You look in that mirror, you say, I'm screwed no matter what. And then... After that, there's a hell of a lot of room to roam. <laughs> after, after you realize that you're completely screwed, there is a freedom involved in being completely screwed, right? So enjoy the freedoms while they last. That's all I'm going to say. I, I look at these Russians who, who are, this is this picture of these old Russian men in, in uniforms and, man, they... They look like they don't want to be there. They, they don't even know why they're there. And oh my God, the emotion on their faces. Yeah, you, that could be your life too. Could be some old Russian grandpa with Putin saying, you gotta go fight, gotta go fight in Ukraine. And those Ukrainians are thirsty for Russian blood. They're mad. They should be mad. Look what look what Russia did to them. You know, Putin in general, but they're blindly following him, aren't they? They're not revolting against Putin. He's only one dude, which is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Like, you know, you go back through time where one person was like, like <laughs> the one causing all the problems and no one ever did anything about it, Hitler, right? One person. And then people fall, you know, the, the problem with humans, right? Humans fall into complacency very quickly, you know. And it's a bad quality to humans. I never liked it, as a matter of fact. Because the people that are like, okay, well, you know, that's just the way it is, and I have to deal with it. No! That's not why you have revolutions. That's not why you 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 give, you know, you're going to give up. These people are lazy. They have that mentality. Laziness. Oh, that's the complacency. To me, it's equal to, to laziness. Not, not being out there for what you even believe in, if you believe in anything. Some people may have limited beliefs, right? Some people may have beliefs that are more in-depth, you know what I mean? So, but these old Russian men, they know they're going to die. They know that they're going to go to Ukraine and there's going to be a guy a third of their age <laughs> with, with American instruments of death, and they're going to blow them out of their boots. <laughs> That's it. And laugh about it. You know? And and drink later on over it. Right? Toast, toast drinks. Have vodka over that. That they just blew some some old 75-year-old guy out of his boots. That's the way it is. And then the Ukrainians are telling the Russians to, to surrender. They'll treat them decently. They won't put them in uh, these horrible camps of death that the Russians have been doing. So there's atrocities going on that that you can't even quantify, really. And it's going to have to be 
uh, told afterwards and after they find all the mass graves, after they they really understand what had happened to to these Ukrainian people, the women, the children, you know, there there are things that you can't undo. And this is a situation like that, you know, and then you can go hundreds of years and remember something like this. And these guys, you know, Russia and Ukraine are neighbors, right? They're going to have to deal with each other. So, and push will come to shove. And now, you know, Putin's like all with the nukes and he's going to use nukes. Do I think he'll use nukes? I think that as a tactitioner, or if you're in your right mind, you wouldn't have, have done the Ukraine thing to begin with. But aside from that, to use nukes in a territory that you're planning on using is, is pointless. You know, nukes is not an ongoing a weapon that can be used is something like a last resort weapon that's used, even tactical nukes. Everybody's got tactical nukes on their lips these days. You know, Israel's had them for years. They were not even supposed to. It violates a whole bunch of treaties. So, But tactical nukes, yeah. It's still a low yield. You're still going to talk about radiation that's going to be around for, for uh, technically speaking, thousands of years. So... <laughs> Look at Japan, which is, and that was just a, a nuclear meltdown in their power plant. It's a whole whole different animal, but they've told the government, you know, has told the people who lived in those villages around Fukushima to go back. That's it's safe now, it's safe. So you know, all the scientists say it's not safe. There's radioactive pigs, boars, these wild boars running around, and they're giving birth to, to babies that are also radioactive other animals they're radioactive the ground radioactive the water radioactive well what's safe about that right you know during the cleanup that the japanese government recruited the yakuza and the yakuza the yakuza went out which is their japanese mafia you know and they rounded up these uh just vagrants these homeless guys and said they're gonna pay them 12 dollars a week to to go and and clean up this nuclear waste and then they go there and they die. They didn't last long, a couple of weeks, because the radiation was that intense. These are human beings. And there needs to be a level of, of uh, a sympathy and humility and you know, love and kindness. You, you need, you need a, a melting pot of those things together if you want to manage and go forward and evolve, right? Otherwise than just a bunch of apes attacking each other all the time that get more sophisticated weapons over time and then don't understand those weapons and don't understand what they do even and how they hurt other people. But then, you know, there is that kind of humanity out there. You do see people with that kind of love, and it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see, but you don't see it in a lot of governments. That's for sure. You, you know, you only see it in our government. They, they talk a good game. They say stuff, but look at their actions. Their actions speak louder than, than their words. So anyway, I feel for I feel for the 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 suffering in the world and the pain. I wish I had a magic wand that could stop it all boom over and done with, right? But it doesn't work like that. It's up to people, individuals, groups, governments, people to work for those goals and, and humans are going to have to discover 
what they really want and work for those goals. But unfortunately, you're also fighting a tide of humans. You know, we've just hit 8 billion on the planet. You know, that's in 40-some years, that's doubled. That's doubled. So think of the extra billions of people, lesser of the fresh water, less food. It's not like, you know, people always oh, grow more food. You know, there's, there's limitations to things. And then now you're seeing nature click in and war. So when you have all of these restrictions, then you have a grow, these growing publics. You know, it's really India and China that are keeping pace with one another with the population. So you, you have just those two reckless entities with no regard for, for, you know, being intelligent and saying, we're not going to breed like cockroaches and, and you know, use up more resources. <clears throat> People don't think like that. It's, they, you know, a lot of them, you know, when you think of the Chinese and the Indian, you, know, you see the, the ones that you see in your daily life, the ones that you know, and maybe wherever you are, you have to think of the ethnic when you go to India or go to China. Most people there are, are living in, in abject poverty. So in China, people get by on about 87 cents a day. So it's not like they're, they're doling out the cash and it's a super strong economy. Their, their economy is, is basically a, a, a facade. You know, it's something that has been created. And there's very wealthy people there, but those are the ones higher up in the communist government, you know, when everything is owned by the people and all that. That's just the tagline that they use. And then India, you know, India also has an incredible amount of, of poverty, and just straight up poverty. Much of it has to do with this population problem, you know, out of control. I don't know how you solve that without really solving it. So, and, uh, you know, those answers, these questions that have to be answered, those answers aren't being answered. And it's going to, then it's going to come to a point where there's going to be beyond question. It's going to be action, you know, something that you have to do. Otherwise, uh, you know, to avoid this this cataclysm that's coming with the human race in of itself on itself, right? So, you know, that's out there. That's that's out there. And, you know, then then we just have, you know, depending on what corner of the earth that you're, you're standing on right now is, is depending on, you know, your problems and maybe uh, those problems pour over into your own personal life, that type of thing. You know, people in the U.S., people in the U.K., people in Australia have it pretty good. Even France. <laughs> Even France. Canada, too. Canada knows that it's it's America's attic, you know. It's the attic that we rented out to the, the hippies, and they're up there. That's that's kind of how it is, right? You're not supposed to give the, the big left-leaning liberal hippies any credence there's always the odd person in the corner of the room talking about communism. Nobody pays any attention to them. You know, the Democratic Party started using them, what they call progressives, and they're not progressives. You know, they're, they've, they've destroyed the word progressive, right? They're not progressives at all. They're, they're left liberal leaning and they're extremists is what they are. So and now they're, the extremists are, you know, the whole that the four of them, that Talib and, you know, AOC and all that, they've, they've lost their voice because the higher-ups in the Democratic Party don't need them. So they kind of pushed them aside. What do these women say anyway? 
they, you know, they're basically you know, that Talib and the other one. They're they're just just verbal diarrhea. How much they hate people and they hate Jews. They they you know all this nasty anti-Semitic stuff they're saying. And you know they're not. If you're like that, you shouldn't shouldn't be in a political position because you're judging people you know damn well if they had jewish people under them that they wouldn't be considering them at all because they they have such hate for jewish people so so it comes down to that i've known good jewish people i've known bad jewish people i've known good uh catholics i've known bad catholics i've known all that stuff right doesn't bother me because those people they i don't want to put them down <laughs> i'm just going to say that they follow something they don't, they don't know what they're following put it that way and the ones who call themselves christians i know a lot of them that are very judgmental people and that's not the way they're supposed to be also you know jesus never said build me a church I think they should read a few things about Jesus and the things that he said and what it was all about and the times and people around him, the people who came before him, the people that came after. I think that you get a general sense of humanity and, and that hum humans are always on a collision course with themselves. So when people get uber religious, especially organized religious, they're not representing something that's wholly good. They're representing uh, a unit, a set aside, and they make their own rules, you know, like the Mormons, right? They went out to Utah when they were told that they couldn't have multiple wives. They go out there when God had <clears throat> eight, nine, ten wives, whatever, a harem, right? Then years later, Utah said they can't have it, and they went out of, out of the country. There's a whole enclave of them in Mexico that have this whole thing back there. They got this thing going on. With the cartels because cartels don't want them there so and it's a silly story joseph smith finding you know all these tablets written by jesus christ out in the woods in ontario county new york not even all that far from here <laughs> and he was a little kid he's a teenager telling just a dumb story and then it, it became a whole thing he made it into a whole thing it became a whole thing so it's not what Jesus wants from you to follow people. You know, in the Bible, they're called uh, idolaters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know how famous the people up there, to, when when they're up there on their soapbox and they're preaching to everybody about their views and how your views are, are suck if they don't, if they're not in line with their views. You don't matter. You there. You're. You don't matter. You're or you're a MAGA extremist or something. You're. You're the enemy. They're on their soapbox saying this. They're using their position of power. They are using their privilege to say these things to you. It doesn't sound like Jesus stuff to me. <laughs> it sounds like the opposite. They want just power and control over people, and not for the not for the greater good, not for the betterment of mankind. Right? For for their own guilty pleasures. And that's what it is, man. And they're that's that's what they're made of. That's what those people, that's why I want nothing to do with them. 
and they 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 are on a level well beneath where I am, because if I try to talk to them, you try to talk any kind of common sense, and I'm not I'm not pushing a religion on you, but I got contradictions in all of the the man-made religions, false prophets, you know. People tell me I was talking to a dude the other day. I am a Buddhist. I am a Buddhist. I believe in the teachings of Buddha. Okay. And what does that mean to me? <laughs> you want to listen, man. You want to shave your head bald and bark at the moon? I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Just don't hurt anybody. You want to start talking about Buddhism? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you factual history that you are not going to like. And the guy left his wife and kid behind in the palace to go on his adventure. You know what I mean? So whatever, man. When he could have stayed behind, he had been king and ruled all those all, all those lands and helped people's lives. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sit in front of your fig tree, Buddha. So, but this guy took the Tao Te Ching, a book that had been around for a long time, and, and took those, those poems and made it into his own and then went out and talked about that. But his actions were despicable. Uh, and look at the Dalai Lama. You know, the Dalai Lama, before China ousted him in Tibet, they went on a, a treasure drive where they went door to door taking donations by force. <laughs> you know, donations by force. This is what they used for the money to build the palace for the Dalai Lama in India. It's a whole, yeah, you should see the place. Go online and look at it, you know, talk about opulence. So here's the, the leader of the people that is supposed to be the earth people, closely connected to everything good and whatever, but everything with them is about money, about money. When the Dalai Lama came to Ithaca, to Cornell, these people, Oh, man, talk about liberal extremists in Cornell. They they were falling over themselves trying to say, you know, the Dalai Lama, oh, my God. Oh. That's the liberal's wet dream. Dalai Lama showing up. Get a picture of yourself with a Dalai Lama. <laughs> I took a picture of myself with a llama named Dolly. God damn it. <laughs> that, was, that meant more to me. So there's a uh, local hotel, resorty hotel. It's not a resort. It's got it's got a spa and all that. It's called La Torrell. La Torrell. And that guy hates me because for years on television, I threatened to open up a motel across the street from him called Lay Motel. <laughs> you know, by the hour. You know what I mean? La Torrell. So the Dalai Lama went to the La Torrell. Took out whole, whole, you know, floor of rooms, a million dollars to stay there for a few days, a million dollars. And I'm thinking, you know, all these poor people in Tibet, all these people that are suffering out there, and you always say, man, this guy spends money like water, and these people can't afford a piece of bread, and he's their spiritual leader, spiritual leader. Really? And that's what kind of people, without any kind of shame at all, he'll go and smile and act like that and whatever and nod his head and blah, 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 blah. 
all of that doesn't get you in heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? All that means nothing. Seeing this dude means nothing. Means not a thing. And if you're falling over yourself to serve this guy, you're in violation of your own your own being. You know what I mean? So, yeah, all right. That's, that's how I feel about the Dalai, the Dalai fucking Lama. <laughs> right over on the Dalai Lama. But what a gluttonous waste to, to do that. And why does he need to go anywhere anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> World tour. He doesn't play the guitar. He doesn't <laughs> sing. He doesn't do anything. He's not stand-up. Now, if he did stand-up, that'd be funny. It'd be good. Oh, the Dalai Lama's playing at the, at the garden. <laughs> you gotta go see. <laughs> you ever wonder why when you sit in front of a fig tree? Mm. You know what? Good for them. Good for them for all those people that want to take a bite out of their own soul <laughs> and, and support something like the Dalai Lama. So, but that's the problem with these people. I know a guy who was in war, right? He was in Afghanistan. He was in Iraq. He was a... a a lifelong soldier, you know? career man. We were having a, a conversation one day, and he said, "He's like, you know, what the one thing that stands out in your mind when you're in all these theaters of war, these places are completely destroyed, is that their religious facilities are always intact, and then you know, full of gold, full of jewels, full of all these things." And he said, "It. He's like, it's like evil." It's like there's something evil about it. And, you know, but the religious people say, well, it's because God protects the building. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. God protects the buildings. But it's these religious powers that are in control. You know, governments don't really make much moves without religious input, some kind of input. And even when the Holocaust was going on, when they were killing all the Jews, the Catholic Church knew about it. They looked the other way as long as they could. They wanted to avoid getting into any kind of tete-a-tete, right? So religion gets political. Do you think Jesus is political? you think God's political? Yeah. What about, uh, you know what? What about you? <laughs> you know, think about the, do, do the things that you do make you feel good. Do things that you see, you know, the images on television or whatever in movies, I mean, they make you feel good. I don't watch things anymore that make me feel bad. There, there are television shows that just have so much friction and, and aggravation that, you know, who needs it? Who needs it in their lives unless you got no nothing going on? But most of us have some kind of level of stress and aggravation. I don't want to add to it. I, I, I tend to watch entertainment too alleviate that type of stuff right so but only on paranormal investigations have i called out to somebody who is dead looking for an answer this is joe biden the president of the united states of america the guy who has the nuclear football the guy who is in control uh of our country basically right not really, <laughs> you know, the people behind him. But but let's talk about him. So here's Joe Biden. Jackie, where is Jackie? Oh. Jackie. Biden asked dead Indiana representative to identify herself in a crowd. 
would have been crazy if she showed up. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! Here come the zombies. Walking. The, the living dead. Not even the walking. The living dead. The living dead. Had a whole conversation one time with uh, George Romero's cousin <laughs> about, about, about the living dead versus zombies. And George Romero was right. And his cousin who reiterated what he said is that zombies are a whole different thing. A zombies like they give you this type of stuff, like a poisonous type of stuff, and they can control you through voodoo or santeria or whatever makes zombies. But a living dead is somebody who is dead, dead, dead. And they, they come back, they're reanimated. Don't say they come back to life. They're reanimated, right? So President Biden asked for the late Representative Jackie Warlorski to identify herself at a, a Washington event Wednesday, forgetting that the Indiana Rep the Indiana Republican died in a car crash last month. So, and nobody told Biden. It wasn't. I couldn't believe it wasn't on his cue cards. Don't call forward the dead Republican. Ex nay. <laughs> Republican Ray uh, Ed Day. Eh? Biden made the embarrassing error while thanking bipartisan members of Congress at a nutrition event near the White House. He said, uh, uh, I want to thank all of you here, um, including bipartisan elected officials like hmm, Representative Jim McGovern, Senator Mikey Braun, a Senator Cory Booker, and uh, the black fellow there, he, he, the bald one, yeah. Uh, Representative Jackie, uh, are you here? Where's Jackie? Uh, I think she was going to be here, the president said. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, where are you? That's right. Angley's got some pipes. <laughs> I make all the dogs in the neighborhood howl at the same time. Eh? <laughs> Biden, who is still 79 years old, going on 80, is the oldest ever president, and his mental acuity is regularly questioned by his political foes. Shouldn't he be questioned by everybody? His family or people support him? Anybody? I mean, you know, this guy's calling for a dead woman. And he was told that she was dead a few times, apparently. So though Biden and his defenders have brushed off the concerns, saying the commander-in-chief is simply prone to gaffes. That's his, his gaff thing. He makes a lot of mistakes. Like you did when you voted for him. You know, huge mistakes. White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean Pierre, real name is Carol Brown, said at her regular briefing Wednesday that Walarski was in the top of the mind, Biden's mind. Ah, Walarski. <laughs> because he's preparing to host her family on Friday. <laughs> Where's. Where, well, where is she? Uh, I thought she was going to be here at dinner. 
literally she hiding in the back? Come on, come on, wherever you are. Oh, you know, come on, I want to sniff your hair. Come on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a blip? Hanging out with her family saying, where, <laughs> where is she? Mr. President, she died in a car accident last last, last month. Uh, that's no excuse not to be here. <laughs> Lots of dead people vote Democrat these days. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Lots of the dead are Democrats voting Democrat. Then the Republicans die and then they vote Democrat. It's, it's a phenomenon. The White House on October, August, uh, August 3rd released a statement from Biden mourning Olarski. So he mourned her when it happened. They did. Besides, he has he has no clue what's going on, dude. You don't even know what today is. After she perished in an Indiana wreck alongside her press secretary, Emma Thompson, and St. Joseph County Republican Party Chairman Zachary Potts. So uh, let's see. The tragedy occurred when Wolarski's vehicle, driven by Potts, crossed the median of Indiana State Road 18 and hit another car driven by 56-year-old Edith Schumacher, who also died. So sad for all of them. And uh, here we go. Biden said, Jill and I are shocked and saddened by the death of Congresswoman Jackie Wolarski of Indiana along with two members of her staff in a car accident today in Indiana. So he said it. Maybe he's got a lot of things. She was in the top of his mind. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me someone died. I'm going to remember it mainly, probably. Although every time I see famous people die these days, I think they died already. There's a few of them, I think, that, I don't know, maybe they printed it at 4 o'clock in the morning. Seems like the news at 4 o'clock in the morning is much different than the news the following day. But then they were like, oh, this person died. I'm like, really? But they already died. Anyway, so this is your this is your president. If you're living here in the United States, right? This is what you've got. But he's not the only one with with the, the stupidity. I'm not gonna call it gaff. I'm just gonna say outright stupidity. Kamala Harris. Good old Kamala Harris. What can you say about Kamala Harris that hasn't already been said? So she's in South Korea talking to the South Koreans about South Korean issues. She's the Vice President of the United States of America. She should know where she is. And she should know that they're South Koreans, right? Kamala Harris hails U.S. alliance with North Korea in the latest Biden administration botch. So they're calling up dead people. They're saying North Korea is our, our important ally. Talk about an insult to the South Koreans and, and men, oh men. It's, so here we go. The United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea, said the Veep flubbing the official name of the long-standing U.S. ally, South Korea, the Republic of Korea. <laughs> and it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Oh, my God. Kim Jong-un must be laughing. 
laughing his little ass off. Laughing that little ass off. You know that? Launch a missile just, just for laughs on that one. I think he did. He should invite her. <laughs> we are now in a close alliance. He's going to have to think about that. <laughs> He's going to hear that on the news and be like, what did I do last night? Man, what did I do at 4 o'clock in the morning? What did I do? You know, like you start getting Amazon packages that you don't quite remember. <laughs> what, what, did I, what did they order? So this is part of, you know what? There's These guys are supposed to have some kind of expertise and, and intelligence in general. You know, obviously, she doesn't know who the allies are of the United States of America at all. She's the vice president, and she doesn't know who our allies are. I bet she asked Kamala Harris to name everybody in NATO, she wouldn't be able to do it. I bet, she, I bet you she wouldn't be able to write down everyone in NATO. has no idea, right? But that's only half of the laugh for the week. The other half of the laugh is this whole Prince thing. I was trying to get behind it. But then I'm thinking of, you know, Prince Harry might need some help, you know, and Prince Charles is want, wants nothing to do. I mean, King Charles wants nothing to do with him. His brother, the prince, wants nothing to do with him. They're writing them out of everything. All of this for this horrible woman, Meghan Markle. She's the one who really, you know, this is such a red pill example. You know what I mean? You got to give her credit. <laughs> There's no more red pill than a Meghan Markle. Talk about somebody who will snatch off your nuts and twist them and do what she wants to do. She's a nasty person. There's books that just came out about her about how she treats her staff, makes them cry, all this other stuff, and she's just a horrible, nasty person. She's a horrible, nasty person. And he married her. She knew how to control him. She was already married. She's older. The guy's got mommy issues. So here we go. Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, demoted on the royal family official website. All right? So over the weekend, let me do this. Over the weekend, the Duke and Duchess of Sucket pictures uh, were pushed all over the way down to the bottom of the list on the royal family's website. While they were still working members of the family, the couple's dedicated pages were listed right below Prince William and Kate Middleton's, who have since been promoted to Prince and Princess of Wales, respectively. After they stepped down from their duties in January of 2020, they were pushed to sit right below Princess Anne. But now, after King Charles III ascended the throne, they sit right atop disgraced Prince Andrew. Pew, Since their infamous Megxit, the pair have rarely returned to the UK, even though they have a private plane. No. The money and power still, but not necessarily the name. All right. So that's just part of it, right? They're feeling they're feeling the chill. Now she, his Prince Harry's his woman, Malibu Barbie, she's mad at the royal family because they they're pushing them out. 
by the way, you know, she recorded a whole bunch of stuff there, apparently. We wore a microphone recording everything. So, so what are they doing? Are they realizing their mistake? Are they are they pedaling backwards? Uh, are they desperate because they want to be in the royal family? <laughs> they don't want to be kicked out. I think I think that King Charles. I don't know if he's gonna come out with it. I don't feel like he's very healthy, man. And you know William, he's next in line, so he's looking at that. He's looking at that throne. He's ready. Put his little button there. But I think that. Push is going to come to shove, and they're going to say that Harry is not Prince, uh, like, you know, wasn't Charles's uh, son. Uh, that's far. I got friends in England who said that'll never happen, even if it's so, because they don't want the information to come out. But I think as the Queen was alive, they didn't want the information to come out. But things might be very different, especially since the way Harry's acting, uh, how his, his wife is acting, and how they really are. They really deserve each other, as far as I'm concerned. You know, because they, they're they're both interlocking slime. <laughs> you can interlock slime. They're much like Will Smith and Jada. If you want to, because he's the Fresh Prince, Will Smith, right? <laughs> this is this is the Cut Prince versus the Fresh Prince. They should hang out together. You know, Prince Harry and Will Smith. They got two horrible wives. The wives can hang out together and talk about how evil they treat their men and what they could do to make their lives more uncomfortable, right? They can go out. You know what? They can go out singing. I see Prince uh, Prince Harry trying to get a job, man. He can go out Will Smith. They go out there. Ebony and ivory travel around without our wives in harmony. I don't answer the telephone when she calls that I'm in the bathroom. All right. Now Harry and Meghan are desperate to edit their Netflix show, right? Their the memoir <laughs> after the Queen's death. They're all right. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are making a dramatic U-turn on their upcoming projects in the wake of Queen Elizabeth's death. Multiple sources told Page Six. The Duke and Duchess of Sucket have been working on uh, the Dowseries uh, as part of their multi-million dollar Netflix deal, right? Multi-million dollar Netflix deal. That's not privilege. You know, he talks about that, that he doesn't, doesn't have privilege, that she doesn't have privilege. They try to make themselves as normal people, but they're anything but that. And they live off their privilege, right? Netflix giving you a deal for millions of dollars? And why would they give him? You know, otherwise, because they want him to talk crap about the Royals, right? It's a huge deal. Netflix chiefs, who have not even officially announced the Suck It project yet, had hoped uh, to air the, the document the shows in December after the fifth season of The Crown. They have their, you know, their programming all set. <laughs> Now we're told the couple want to make more edits to the hotly anticipated show. Who's hotly anticipating that show? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever they say that, you know it's nobody. Everyone's talking about this show. No, they're not. No one's talking about it. I'm talking about it because I'm I'm mocking them. I'm laughing then. Laughing. Laughing. <laughs> anyway. Harry's memoir, 
originally scheduled for release from Penguin Random House in November has already been pushed back until sometime next year. <laughs> sometime. Uh, many royal experts have said that Harry's father, King Charles, will hold off giving the title of prince and princess to the Sucket children, Archie three and uh, Lil Lil Bit, Lil Bit. That was my ex-girlfriend's cat's name. <laughs> a name, kid. That woman's nuts. It probably has some kind of meaning, but sounds funny. I like it. Little bit is one one year old. Until the couple's various media projects are out. So King Charles, you guys are in the media talking crap. You kids get no. They the kids nothing. Archie and Little Bit. They get nothing, nothing, and you're not even my son. <laughs> uh, while the suckets uh, were part of the usual editing process on both this show and the book well before the monarch's death, sources said the couple is keen to take out or downplay much of what they have said about King Charles, Queen Consort Camilla, Prince William, and his wife Kate, and the new princess. So who did all of this? You think it was Prince Harry when he was single saying, I need to go and make memoirs. I need to come out with a book. I need to tell all these things about the royal family. I need to destroy my relationship with my brother and then his wife and my father and my grandmother. I need to do all these things. Let me find the perfect bitch that's going to be the wedge between all the people I love and myself and that someone's going to make me feel like crap every day. And he did. He found her. Oh, and she's in the driver's seat, man. She got control of the money. She got control of the power. She got control of his balls. He doesn't have any balls. That's right, Harry. You ballless wonder. You got to put her in her place. She's nothing. She's just some strange woman. You met this stranger, and you married her. And she was already married. You know, she's not the... the the fountain of virtue, nothing. She's not none of that. She was a failed actress, some crap show, right? But I think you know what I think this is what I think. I think that this guy is has uh, such a problem with depression that he sought out the person that was going to just keep whipping him and lashing him and making him feel the punishment that he feels for himself. That's my psychological breakdown, and that's why he's with this woman. She's a demon, a demon. One highly placed Netflix insider revealed Netflix has been keen to have a show ready to stream for December. Yeah, whatever. They want to take out all the stuff, all the nasty stuff they said. And it's too late, man. You don't think that that print, that that Charles, that Prince or King, that they already saw that stuff? You don't think that they could have gotten a copy? Listen, man, I had Jurassic Park the second day it was in theaters. I bought it on the street on a VHS from this guy named Tito. And I'll tell you, it was a good version. You don't, if you think that an idiot like me can buy a bootleg movie, then you can certainly, as a king or a prince or the, the queen, to get some Netflix stuff and see what's going on, especially when they're talking about them. You know, you'd be threatening them with all kinds of lawsuits. But yeah, you don't think that these guys already know what's in there. 
So now these guys are making a mad dash to, to change things around, but it's too late. Too late. William's sitting there, uninviting, <laughs> uninviting these idiots to stuff. I think he invited them just to uninvite them. You know what I mean? You got to hear this. So the Queen Elizabeth, you know, she didn't like Megan. It wasn't because of Megan's color or any of that stuff. She didn't like it because she was a bitch. You think you think that they one doesn't know each other? <laughs> you think that a bitch doesn't know a bitch? Especially a royal one? You think that they don't know each other? You think that you can't identify that? Maybe Harry, because he was pussy drunk. And now he's just, I see the expression on his face. And it's it's called stuck. You're stuck. And here's your royal family all the hell the way over there looking at you like you're some, some leech, you know, saying nasty stuff. And they're looking at the one that you chose to be with. Ugh. So here we go. Back in the 2018 wedding, apparently uh, Megan was... Let's see, let me get back to that part. The planning of the wedding. So, all right. According to uh, the excerpt that Megan got with a staff member during a menu tasting for her wedding at Windsor Castle when a dish that she was supposed to be vegan tasted of egg. Megan and the staffer had a tense exchange until the queen intervened and said... In this family, she's like, Megan, let me do this. Megan, in this family, we don't speak to people like that, you bitch. <laughs> we don't speak to people like that, you bitch. She didn't say you bitch. But that's the way, let me tell you about American Barbies. There's a lot, you see them on Instagram, you see them on Facebook, they're Oh, they love social media, man. They put their boobs out there and say, look at me and all that. They are the high end. They want the best. They'll give you nothing. <laughs> they they use people. They abuse people. They, they use people what they want. Now they got OnlyFans. And I certainly hope the IRS is, is looking through OnlyFans because these guys are making some money. And then, uh, and also the queen was surprised that Meghan wore pure white on her wedding day. Right? She said, uh, then she said, perhaps it's a generational thing, but she believes if you're married before you wear off-white, uh, if you're, you're married before you wear off-white on your wedding day, which is what the Duchess of Cornwall did. So that's just part. So the Queen and Meghan didn't get along. She was didn't like the way she did her thing. And it, you know what? And to say racism is a a very interesting thing. People tend to scream that when they got nowhere else to go. You know what I mean? They, they, or they don't want to take, they don't want to take responsibility for the things they do themselves. So they scream racism. So, and there is racism out there, but the overuse of the word and misuse of the word has kind of taken the meaning away from the word. You know what I mean? But here we go. Meghan Markle is set to go nuclear, but who's to blame? <laughs> Palace aides. Uh, take revenge on the difficult Duchess in a second mind-blowing book called The Duchess of Suck It. And now more uh, being held to public scrutiny as ever in the world of two ex-royals. Ex-royals. It all centers on Meghan, really, because 
as many uh, people know, Harry, prior to meeting Miss Markle, was a lovable oaf at times who charmed the public with antics, like being naked in Las Vegas, falling in the pool, naked and drunk. Those are, I like those days. Those are better days for all of us. <laughs> you know? All right, they love being, uh, let's see. He was in the army and all that. If this is to be believed, Megan, like a missile, according to two books now, sought out the Duke with all the finesse of the Terminator would be proud of making sure she had gelled up upon him enough mold to mold herself into the perfect princess and waiting. But show's got to end soon. I want to get to all this. All right. Basically, she's a bitch. <laughs> I'll just say it like that, man. We only got a few minutes left, but but you can read this book. It's out there. Or read read the excerpts of the book if you don't want to buy the book. There's not much reason to buy. It. She's a psychopath. She's a narcissistic psychopath. Uh, you know, a psychopath, psychopathic narcissist that puts people down, screams at them, all this other stuff. I want to read that one thing to you because uh, let me see. It just goes to show the mindset. And they, they play, don't, oh, don't blame Harry. But Harry's the one did it. He's the one who put her on steroids, all this hate on steroids, you know. So ex staffers broken by Meghan Markle's alleged screaming tirades. Uh, Meghan Markle's alleged screaming tirades uh, debilitated her ex staffers. A bombshell new book claims there were a lot of broken people and insider claims. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. It's called The Hidden Power Behind the Throne. Courtiers, young women were broken by their behavior. Uh, there, both of them saying, right? Uh, let's see. She describes uh, one alleged incident where Markle, 41 years old, lambasted a young female worker in front of other colleagues. Uh, she said, don't worry. If there was literally anyone else I could ask to do this, I'd be asking them instead of you. Markle purposely told the staffer. Uh, let's see, he was just working on a plan. The, to execute one of her parties, I guess. And then there was one case where she was so angry at one of the staffers did, she called her every 10 minutes on her cell phone to scream at her. And the one they had to listen to her, right? He was going, every 10 minutes I had to go outside and be screamed at by her and Harry. It was, I can't believe you've done this. You let me down. What were you thinking? They alleged, uh, and it went on for hours, hours. That's a psychopath. No matter what they did, then you fire them. Hire somebody else. No matter what they did. But you don't treat people like that. She treats people like crap. Crap. You know? So, and a lot of people did quit. They were miserable. They were depressed. Anybody wants to deal with her. <clears throat> so, and they, they said they made it clear that it was like working for a couple of, of out-of-control teenagers. There you go. Hey, these people, she's 41 years old, and he's catching up to her. I mean, he's, what is he, 37 or whatever? This is what they're all about. This is just part of it. And now, now they're out, man, as, as Royals basically. And if William has his way, he's going to go all the way. So we'll talk about this more next week. And next week, I want to talk about, this is what, what makes a man come off as creepy, because creepy is a new word for people to put men down these days, it seems like. Even though there are people who are really creepy. And then, but then we're going to talk about the 21 signs you're secretly a bitch. How's that? So I'll see you guys next week on this here show. Hope you had a lovely time. United Public Radio Network, UPRN, talkradio.com. Bye.